Friday's Digest, Season 1, Episode 19. Today we're going to discuss the advantages of working from a mobile office, meaning not being confined to a desk or a physical office. Just a few years ago, I couldn't imagine a day without my traditional office. By traditional office, I mean a desk with a computer, a pile of books, handwritten notes, and a bunch of accessories. You can have your office at your workplace. You can have an alternative or additional office at your home. But the problem is when you're working only from a physical office, you're pretty much tethered. You rely on this office. And once you step outside this office, everything just vanishes. You can't really access all your work stuff. And if you do want to step out of the office, there is a ritual. It's like going to the airport. You need to take some kind of computer, a laptop computer, but because it's not your main computer, you need to transfer files. Or maybe you're going to take a flash drive, a discount key, and you're going to stuff the books inside your bag and take your notebooks. And somehow there's always something missing. And lastly, it's time consuming the fact that you're not really prepared to step out of your office. It takes you a lot of time just to prepare. And for doctors and scientists, you know how it is. You spend so much time outside the office. You need to write down insights on the fly and you need to access your knowledge base all the time out of the office. And you don't really have any time to waste. Today, I would like to share how I use my mobile office. I've been doing it for five years now. And there is no way I will ever go back to being tied down to a physical office. First, let's discuss what is a mobile office I'm referring to. Think of a mobile office as your genie in a bottle. You sit down, you snap your fingers, and you start working. You can do it in a public library, under a tree in the forest, or at your kitchen table, anywhere you want. To set up your mobile office, you need three things. You need equipment, you need software, and you need to develop habits, the right habits. Let's start with equipment. First off, your laptop should be your main computer. Let me repeat that because it's so important. Your laptop computer should be your main computer. And for all the scientists among my listeners, I'm talking to you. I know how you love your desktop computers, but it's like having chains tying you down. I've been doing science on a laptop for five years, and I'm not looking back. Which laptop? Well, it depends on your needs. And I wrote an entire newsletter. I think I also have a podcast on it, on which type of computer should you buy as a doctor or as a scientist. I will link it down below. I use a MacBook Pro M2, but you can also use the MacBook Air M1. Regarding the Windows versus Mac, I am a huge proponent of the Mac computers because Windows computers failed me again and again. I lost so much data because of these computers and these systems. And for further details, just go and read or listen to my podcast and my newsletter regarding this subject. But the laptop being your main computer is the essence 
of a mobile office. Together with your laptop, you will need accessories. These accessories should be small and light. I use a compact mouse, it's called Logitech Pebble. It's not a very convenient mouse to use for long periods of time. It's not ergonomic for that. If you don't care about carrying a bigger mouse, you can go with a Logitech MX3. I also carry in my bag a foldable keyboard. Again, all the links will be mentioned in the description down below. And I use a laptop stand. Under 30 seconds, the laptop stand is up, the laptop is on the stand, I turn on my keyboard, my mouse, and I'm ready to go in just 30 seconds. So this is the equipment, laptop computer, mouse, a keyboard, and a stand. Second subject, remind you we're talking about first equipment, second software, and third habits. We're right now at the software. Most doctors and scientists use Microsoft Outlook for their email, Microsoft Word as a word processor, Microsoft PowerPoint for preparing presentations, and Microsoft Excel. Most doctors and scientists store their files on institutional computers, desktop computers, and institutional hard drives. These can also be network drives of their institution. And I don't like it one bit. These systems, the Microsoft Outlook, Word, PowerPoint, and Excel, and using the hard drives from my institution, they limit my creativity and they're wasting my time. I just waste so much time and I'm getting so frustrated because of these softwares crashing on me. They need to contact the IT, the technical support all the time just to get stuff running and I don't want to waste time on these kind of matters. I want to use my time for my creativity. I want my thought process to be clear from any interruptions. I do use Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, etc., but at a later stage, meaning once I'm done creating the essence of a manuscript, once I'm done writing my review, on a different software, and we'll get to it in just a bit. Then I copy paste it into Word, into PowerPoint. I don't use them in the initial stages because they just interfere with my creative process. I don't use them while I study. I don't use them while I think. I don't use them to document what I learn. I just don't. So let's talk about the perfect software. The perfect software will be reachable from any device, meaning if I wrote something down on my laptop, it has to be accessible immediately on my phone, immediately on my iPad, and it needs to be accessible from any other network computer. I need to log on from any computer on the internet and have my data. Second of all, it has to be searchable, meaning if I use the search function, I want the search function to find anything I wrote down. Third, I never want to lose my files. Never, ever. I don't want my files to be corrupted. 
I don't want my files to get lost and then my computer restarts and I find out I lost half of it. And I need a software that never crashes. We all know that Microsoft software is very bad in all of these. It's not reachable from any device. It's not searchable. I lost so many files using the Microsoft systems and it crashes all the time. So what do I do instead? I mainly rely on two applications. One of them is Dropbox and the second one is Notion. Let's start with Dropbox. Dropbox is a cloud service to back up your files. It syncs these files across my devices and it also stores them on my hard drive, meaning whenever I save anything on any of my devices, laptop, tablets like iPads or phone, it's immediately accessible and it syncs to my laptop and downloads a copy to my laptop automatically. And what about the alternatives? So alternative cloud services like Microsoft OneDrive and Google Drive are just unreliable. I've tried them and they crashed and I lost data. I will never use them again. There is also the option of using iCloud. iCloud is pretty good but I just prefer not being tethered to Apple. If I want to access my files from a Windows computer, it is possible, but it's not as easy. It's not as seamless. It's an, a word that Apple users like to use. I want something to be simple. So I use Dropbox and I've been using Dropbox for the last 15 years and it has never failed me not a single time. Second software I use is Notion. Notion is my second brain and I use it for my entire workflow. I use it for studying. I'm using it to review manuscripts other people wrote. I use it to write my own manuscripts, both basic manuscripts, basic science, clinical manuscripts, review papers, I'm using Notion to write my newsletter and I use Notion to document everything I learn. In the description down below, I will add all the links and I also prepared a YouTube video on how I use Notion for science. I'll link it down below as well. I've been using Notion every single day for the last four years and as Dropbox, it has never failed me, not even once. So that was the second topic. The software first one was equipment, second one was software. And let's get to the last topic, which is habits. In order to trust your mobile office, you need good habits. So I collected a list of do's and don'ts on what you should do, what kind of habits you should have and what kind of habits you really don't want. Let's start with the good habits, the do's. First, every new file I receive, that can be through the email, that can be through a link, that can be something that was directly sent into my phone, every single file I store immediately on my Dropbox. And I mean immediately. Once I get it, I rename, the file so I'll be able to find it later and then 
I save it in the right folder. Yes, it takes time. It takes about between 30 seconds and one full minute to save these files, but I know that everything is accessible. I never, ever waste time on finding files. Never. Second habits of the do's. When I learn something new, I write it down immediately in my Notion. I open up Notion on my phone and I write it down. That can be something I learned during surgery. It can be something I thought of on my way to work. It doesn't really matter. I just stop what I'm doing and I write it down. If I don't have a lot of time, I'll just summarize it in a few words and then I'll go back to it. These are my main two habits, my main two do's of doing things immediately. Once you do that, your entire system will work flawlessly. Third, in my do's, in my things I want to do list, I've gotten used to reading electronic books. Yes, I love using physical books. I love reading them. I love studying for surgeries with the feel of the paper. It works much better, but I've trained myself to study and to read electronic books because that way I don't need to rely on carrying books with me. And when I don't have time, I can't really remember to take the books or have them all accessible, but they are all on my Dropbox. I have a PDF version. I also own the books and I also have the PDF versions and I can access them from anywhere. Fourth habits on my do's, on the things I really want to do to maintain this system, my mobile office system, my pictures. I back up my pictures on a daily basis and it is done automatically. From my clinical camera, my Canon camera, the pictures are downloaded automatically too. Dropbox and from Dropbox it syncs to the cloud and to my other computers and with the pictures I take on my phone they automatically sync on iCloud. I don't need to think about it I just know it happens and I check on it every few days to see that everything is up and running. Lastly the backup. All my files are backed up on two separate hard drives. So I have two computers connected to my Dropbox. So I know that at any given moment, I have an offline version of my files sitting on at least two computers, not just on the cloud. Once you have Dropbox installed on two computers, it will just happen automatically. You don't have to think about it. So these are the do's, the good habits. What are the bad habits, things that you don't want to do once you rely on a mobile office. First of all, I don't trust my email as a place to store and to find information. I just don't. I don't send files to myself. I don't send files to other people unless I really have to. I use Dropbox links instead. I don't use flash drives. By flash drives, I mean the disk on key, the stick, the flash stick. I don't use them to store files. I just don't. I use my Dropbox. And lastly, I don't trust the search function of Windows or Mac. 
Mac has a superior search function. It works pretty well, but sometimes it doesn't do the job. Sometimes if I look for a file using these search function, it won't find it. But once I rename the files and once my files are stored in various folders, it's much easier to find. So as I mentioned before, whenever I get or create a new file, I choose the proper name and store it at the proper folder inside my Dropbox. These are the three pillars, the three most important factors of having a mobile office. Again, the equipment, the software, and the habits. At this point, you can stop listening to this podcast. This is what you need in order to set up your mobile office. In case you want to dive deeper, I'll give you some more pointers here. Let's start with iPads. I own two iPads. One of them is the iPad Pro with the keyboard. The other one is the iPad mini. I use these iPads on a regular basis. With the iPad mini, I can carry it in my pocket. I used it quite a lot during my med school and during my internship. I just had it all the time so I could access all my files and study them and read. It's much more comfortable to read it on the iPad mini compared to a phone. And I don't need to carry a full laptop computer or even the uh, bigger iPad because it's really hard to carry it in your hand throughout the day. I also use my iPad Pro as a second screen if I want to set up a mobile office and I'm pretty used to working with two screens. It's really comfortable to work with two screens, especially when you write manuscripts and write reviews. I can set up my iPad and my iPad will act as a second screen, which is being controlled by the same keyboard and mouse of my laptop. These are the main uses of my iPads as part of my mobile office. Headphones. If I'm in a Zoom meeting, I like to use headphones Sometimes I use Bluetooth headphones. These are the AirPod Pro version 2. However, the sound quality, both of the microphone and the audio itself, is not very good when you rely on it for Zoom lectures, like lectures that you give. Or even if you just talk briefly during these meetings, you will sound much better if you use corded headphones or earphones, meaning there is a cord connected to your computer. Nowadays, I use the Apple AirPods with a USB-C. You can use them on an Android phone. You can use them on a laptop, any device in general that has a USB-C. The sound quality is very, very good, both for listening to other people and your microphone will sound crystal clear because it's situated right next to your mouth. So always have these earphones in my bag. Research software. So I prepared two separate videos on the software and applications that I use for research in my mobile office. In general, for my references, I use Zotero. For writing, reading, reviewing manuscripts, I use Notion. And for curating or reading recently published manuscripts, I'm using InnoReader. It's an RSS feed. It means that I can just log onto this application on my phone and get all the new manuscripts that, that were published on PubMed just recently, and I can read them on my phone. Again, these 
videos will be linked down below. Finally, I'm using an iPhone, but you can of course use an Android phone with Notion and Dropbox. Although it's not as comfortable using as using physical keyboard and a large screen, I can do everything on my phone. I can open up Notion and write on my phone. I can access and search Notion on my phone. I can access and save everything using the Dropbox application on my phone. So the fact that I'm using these two applications, even if I don't have my bag with me, even if I'm just carrying my phone, I can use my phone as my mobile office. The foldable keyboard, which I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, can also connect to my phone. So sometimes I leave the house with my phone and the foldable keyboard, and if I want, I can just set my phone on the table, open up the keyboard, and then I can type much faster because I'm using a physical keyboard. These are just some of the examples on how to expand the use of your mobile office. But to sum up and in order to make it simple, what you need is a laptop. You need a mouse, a foldable keyboard, a laptop stand, and then you can set your mobile office anywhere you want. The two softwares application I use are Dropbox and Notion. And the habits, I'm not going to repeat all my habits, but the essence is doing things immediately, both storing information and categorizing it. That will allow you to access everything much faster afterwards. With that, we'll end today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great weekend. See you next time.